Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime co-hosts, Miss Purrington and Mookie. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyWham or on our Comedy Wham Facebook page. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, and we've also got a festivals page and an FPIA page where you can see all of the contest results over the 30-plus year history. And of course, we're best known for our events page for live shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click Submit a Show to complete the short survey. Tag us on your Instagram stories and posts, and we'll share your show promo. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Now let's get back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we'll usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Whew. These are getting harder and harder to read in one breath, basically. All right, today uh, I'm talking to the host of the long-running The Feedback Podcast, which began as a nightlife coverage podcast and has evolved into a comedy scene coverage podcast. You can hear me on his podcast on episode 231 with the witty title of Revenge Driven. (laughs) He is the producer and host of Record Play, former uh, hip-hop bingo you might have uh, known it as, and it's a music trivia show. When he's not covering comedy, every once in a while you can actually catch him on stage performing comedy. And when he's not recording a podcast, producing record, uh, rec- record play, or performing, you can browse his Instagram feed from all of the comedy festivals around the country that he attends and gets pictures with all of these amazing comics. Uh, so now Comedy Wham presents our guest back. How you doing? Hi. Thank you for having me. That was a long intro. You know what? I've been a guest on on a bunch of podcasts, and nobody's done an intro like this. (laughs) Wow, I'm impressed. You do you do your homework. I gotta give you props for that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I. uh I, I scour the internet and I mean, if piece together. If you type my name, I don't know what comes up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I always start with the back pod, you know, the feedback yeah. podcast, and then everything is there. You've got Linktree to your record play, and so. Thank you, thank you, and, thank you. And we uh, sat together for, I, you know, I I have a tinge of regret about that revenge driven title. What the title? Yeah, but it's true. I mean, it's. I mean, that's exactly what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So and it worked. <laughs> Yeah. It worked. Look at you now. <laughs> Still doing your thing. Wait, didn't you, didn't you just have an anniversary? Uh, we are coming up on seven years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. You and I are like head to head just about. You've got yeah. a two, two, you're at 280? You're Almost close to 280? I just recorded 277. Yeah. And I think yours is going to be like in the 260s still. Maybe close to 270. So, yeah, we're like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But. I mean, I, I, I love it. I love it. it it's like, uh, the thing is, like, pe- people go to shows, people go to, whether it's comedy or they go out or yeah. a concert, festival, and they don't, they, they just see, like, the final product. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't really get to know the people behind the scenes right. or what it takes to put on something like that. And that's always what I wanted to capture. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. I was motivated by the same thing. I'm like, I want to get to know you off stage. Exactly. Just, exactly. You know, exactly. Because it's hard to talk to comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't turn it off. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into the way, way back machine. But first, oh. I have to ask you my, my icebreaker question, mm -hmm. which is one word to describe your past. Wow. Unique. Yeah. Unique. And proud of it. <laughs> Very proud of it. You, uh, uh, based on your website, so this is not, not uh, you know, this is public information. You mm -hmm. didn't come to America until you were 16. Yeah. And you are, you were born in Senegal. Yes. But spent a lot of time near Paris, France. I grew up in, uh, next to Versailles, where the castle is. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. Yeah, and then I came here at 16 and had to start over. It's pretty, mm -hmm. <laughs> at yeah. 16, like if it, if I'd gotten here at age eight, yeah, you know, or 20 something, but 16 is a very critical age, mm -hmm. and I'm like, God damn it, I have, can I curse? Yes. Okay, just making sure. I don't know. This could yes. be a family show. I don't know, Valerie. I just want to make sure. No, but I, and I basically had to start over everything. Yeah. You know the language, the culture, the girls, everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, what a I mean, what a intense age. You're all those teenager hormones uh -huh. and you know, <laughs> I got to be popular or I got to fit in or I'm an outcast, all of that. I didn't have time. I didn't have time to mm -hmm. socialize and I I was like, "Guy, I got to study cuz I have to graduate from high school in one year." Mm. Oh gosh, yeah. I was in the uh, IB program, International Baccalaureate mm -hmm. program at uh, Westwood High School, which takes 2 years to complete and I had one year to do it. Gosh. And I graduated with a, now I'm just bragging. Um, <laughs> I was the first in Texas to graduate with a bilingual IB diploma. Really? Yeah. And then went on to college and then, you know, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> you get into that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, tell me growing up then, either, you know, early childhood mm -hmm. or as a teenager, did comedy have a, a role oh, in your life? I mean, French, French comedy was huge. Yeah. It was huge. And uh, th there was a, um, I was a huge fan of these uh, sketch comedy shows. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, they're called, if I translate, they're called The Unknowns, Les Inconnus. Mm -hmm. It's like this trio. Uh, and I would do, I was, at the time I was in elementary school, and I would just do their sketches at recess. Huh. Like by heart. Like to this day, I know all their sketches. I have the DVDs and everything. Oh, wow. I know, uh, and I would just do them. And they they used to do parody songs and parody commercials. Uh -huh. And and to this day, they're the best that that ever did it. Oh wow! And then you had comics like uh, Gadel Malé. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're familiar. Yes, I love uh, Who's you know the biggest comedian out of France? Uh, and a lot of um, the thing is over there, like the, their comedy is more like one man show. Mm -hmm. Like stand up, stand up, as in uh, as we know it in this country yeah. back then, it was, it was different in France. The whole idea of like doing open mics and uh, being a stand up comic and like that whole format is fairly recent. Hmm. But before it was like, here's a dude on stage dressed in black. There's nothing on stage. Like there's no props. There's no like decor or anything like that. And he's just doing a one man show. Hmm. And uh, that's what I grew up watching. Yeah, loved huh. it. Still, to this day, I still now I watch more um, trying to get to know who those f new you know French stand-up comics yeah. are. I uh, so my story is different from yours, obviously, because 
Uh, I was born in Belgium, oh. so French is my oh, first yeah. language. Yep. But I came to the States when I was seven. So mm -hmm. my vocabulary is that of a seven-year-old. I can have a conversation with you, and you'll never know that I'm, <laughs> you know, basically I'll, an elementary school dropout. I'll, I'll bring my son next time and see you. <laughs> He's on your level. Yeah, exactly. But what that has meant for me is I followed the comedy scene, and I've also wanted to expand my horizons and listen to comedy uh, from France so I can hear French comedy. Mm -hmm. I have a really difficult time keeping up. It's it's a different type. Um, I mean, let t like take aside the cultural references, mm -hmm. right? Take aside the the slang that they use because there's no like you know here when you think about the different uh, how you call it the different types of comedy where you have you, you can say there's like a black style of co black comedy there's mm -hmm. a clean comedy there's dirty comedy there's set up there's storytelling and in and, and France it's it's not as divided yeah uh, because a lot of them do one man shows they tend to lean more towards the storytelling kind of like kind of like what John Leguizamo yeah. used to do that kind of stuff yeah. right um, and that was that was what I what I grew up on. But the thing is, unless you first of all, first of all, they speak very fast. Mm -hmm. So if you're seven, <laughs> so you have seven yeah. year old. That's level. why I like God because he speaks more slowly with his. Yes, he does. Shows he does. And so I could absorb it. And, and and God, I mean, they call him the French Jerry Seinfeld because mm -hmm. he makes these like mundane observations mm -hmm. and then just stretches the whole joke about yeah. it and it's always on point just like sorry actually i like gad more than than seinfeld mm. because it resonates more sure with me um but i i, oh, I forgot where we we're going with this um they're faster yeah the, they're the speak, yeah and you're not gonna get the same rhythm and if you're not used to the French rhythm, it's gonna be hard to yeah. to catch on. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, maybe like, I can I, I can find some and recommend. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. I, I do try. And and as expected, ten minutes in, we're geeking out about comedy because we both love comedy mm -hmm. so much. Um, we're just kind of throwing a loop to to folks because we're talking about French comedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So growing up, you did watch uh, comedy. Um, and then you kind of followed a traditional route of, you know, finishing high school, going to college. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, I don't know, if I, follow, if I think about my own timeline, it was six, seven years ago, you decided that you were going to start a podcast about the nightlife in Austin. Yes. So you were a party animal. Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I was I was a downtown rat. I, I will admit to that. I put some miles on that street, on downtown Austin. Um, the, the whole idea was, and I think I think I talk about it on, on the website. It's that uh, when I came here, I didn't have time to to meet anybody because I had to you know catch up with my studies. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really when I turned eighteen, I was like. I love music. I love to dance. Where is it at? Well, it's downtown in the club, so that's where I'll go. Uh -huh. And uh, about 90% of the people that I've met that became close to were people I met downtown. Hmm. And I used to go to um, I used to go to bars and clubs, and I would sit there and then talk to the bartender, and we became friends, or talk to the DJ, and yeah. or talk to the door guy. And it, and it got to a point where 
I knew most of the people in the service industry in the city. Yeah. And I was like, you guys got some crazy stories. I mean, people don't understand what it takes to be a bartender on 6th Street, what it takes to be a DJ, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and have to deal with stupid song requests. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, tell that story somehow. So it was the blog first where people can go on and write. And then in 2013, I started listening to podcasts in like 2008. Okay. Uh, Keith and a Girl was the, the big one I was listening to. Uh, and then I was like, it's, it'll be easier for people to talk as opposed to write. Right, and that's yeah. how I started it. Huh. Almost okay. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. December oh, 2013. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, then you've had an evolution over mm-hmm. the course of that time. As far as like going to comedy? You, what you, yeah. What you cover. Yeah. And, so yeah. I, I mean, I was... Uh, for 10 years, I actually know. I used to go to Cap City like in 2002, 2003. Oh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was, I remember seeing like Carlos Mancia right before Mano Mancia launched. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw Louis C.K. there. I've seen, uh, uh, I saw Patrice O'Neill. Oh, wow. The year that Elephant in the Room came out, I saw him at Cap City. Huh. And I was at Cap City all the time. Uh, and I, I would go to Paramount check and see shows all the time. I got to see Richard Jenny. Now I'm just name dropping. <laughs> I'm talking about like huge names that are not, yeah. you know, that some of them are not with us anymore. But uh, um, I was actually, I, I did my first open mic at Cap City in 2012. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I, it was weird. <laughs> and I remember I went with some friends. Uh, one of them was John Stringer. Okay. You know who John Stringer I is? don't. He, he's, he was on a, I mean, now he tours the country. He does cruises and oh, all that. Yeah, okay. very, very funny. Very funny dude. Uh, but we started together at that open mic, and he kept going, and I had a job. That's uh. really what I came down to. <laughs> but I'm like, I, 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 I was so, I didn't know what to think when I got off. I was like, yeah, that, that, that was kind of fun, but like, I got to do this again? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so... Uh, just not until. What was it that, that motivated you to even give it a, a try? That day, in 2012. Yeah. It was just. Did for you the decide that day? Yeah, it was like yeah. Oh. It was like why not? Because <laughs> I, I was already a comedy nerd. Like I was. Sure. I was watching all the comedy specials. I had all the Dorsch Collin DVDs. Uh, I was a huge fan of Tough Crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was already a comedy nerd, and I'm like, it's not one of those like, oh, that's easy to do. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. I can, I, it wasn't like that. It was more of a, um, uh, I know how I am in real life and I wanted to see if that would match, that would translate on stage. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm the funniest motherfucker around. No, <laughs> but you know, I can be funny. So I'm like, yeah. okay, let me give it a shot. And I prepared and everything, but yeah, I, I got off and I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll just remain a fan for now. Uh-huh. And so I, I started going to Moon Tower. I started, I went the second year. Okay. And I haven't missed a single one since. And I, I got to meet all these comics and they would tell me about their stuff, about their life, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I got close to, to a bunch of them. And in, this, in 2018, 18? Yeah, in 2018, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to enter the FPIA. 2019, I went to FPIA. Uh, and I was a judge two years in a row. <laughs> I was a judge at FPIA for two years in a row. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And January, I started and I did 17 open mics. And then and I entered. Huh. 
Uh-huh. But that the, the the day I went up, I did I did I did okay. I think I did okay. Uh, but I had like Andrew Murphy was up that oh, the gosh. same day. I, that was there was some killers that that yeah. definitely and deserved. Murphy ended up winning in nineteen. Yeah. So and I'm like I or uh, whatever. Um, Sorry. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm advancing. But it was one of those. It wasn't like a bucket list kind of thing. It was yeah. like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. And then I just kept going. Huh. So here I am. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of parallels in terms of I mean I, I didn't start going to Moon Tower until I started this podcast mm-hmm. so I'm I'm definitely way behind you in terms of, of uh, this is my 10th year next year will be my 10th yeah. year that's amazing and uh, I did I, start, I did comedy for a bit too mm-hmm. uh, and it's funny like I, my motivation was very similar to yours. Like I loved so many comics in town and I just thought, oh, there was, I was watching a, a particular person and uh, the room was not having her set, even though I knew she was a fantastic comic. Mm-hmm. It was just the room was, was not receptive. And it wasn't that I thought, oh, I could have turned this room. I just thought, you know, here's somebody who's, persisting with their set they know they're they have the confidence and mm-hmm. they're doing it and it doesn't matter that the audience wasn't on on their side and i'm like well i've i've dealt with challenges maybe i think i have a story that i can write so I, my I, motivation was very you know weird i told <laughs> when you feel like you have a, a story to tell mm-hmm. um that's I think not that it's half the battle, but it's like now it's a matter of getting comfortable telling that story on stage, and yeah. that takes a while to develop. Yeah, like you know, when you asked me earlier how I could describe my past, and and I said unique, mm-hmm. I, I always felt like, man, I got that's not two people with my background. Yeah, uh, and so um, I always believe that. I have something to share. I have some perspective to give to people mm-hmm. uh, on stage, off stage, because of how unique my background is. Like, there's not that many. I don't. Maybe there are, but whatever. <laughs> at least here, uh, like, you know, African dude grew up in France, lives in Texas. You know, speaks three languages. Uh, is a father, has a tech job. And dances and is a, it love video games and anime. So yeah. <laughs> this, 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 this is me in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to find my, my audience right now. <laughs> it, 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 it checks a bunch of boxes and you're like, man, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. I, I want I want to think that I want people to think that yeah. I don't I need to know more about this this dude because. Most of the other people that I meet are just yeah, I'm from Houston and from Dallas and mm-hmm. that, that that that's it. None that's it. But I think everybody is unique in a certain way. It's a matter of tapping into what that is right. and expressing it and conveying it to other people. So people are like, oh yeah, that's Valerie. Like there's no two of you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I always believe that. Yeah, and I think that's why we we love doing our podcast because we love tapping into the unique elements of, of people. Yeah. And and if you're if you're a giver by nature, which I know I am. Yeah. And you love to uh, to give your well, not your life but like you know, to share a piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what you believe in, what you enjoy, what you love, what you appreciate, what you're passionate about. 
it's it's always a good way to connect with people mm-hmm. i think and we need that more than ever so yeah uh, that's always been my creed if you will yeah yeah uh, okay, uh, we're gonna. I know we're gonna end back up on on the podcast, but I want to. <laughs> I want to know about the origin of hip hop bingo, which is now uh, record play. Record play. Uh, okay, because that merges your two loves: music, music, and games, music, and, games, and comedy. Yeah. Um, so the idea was, um, you know, just blazes, the producer. So, mm-hmm. so he's he's produced. You know, all kinds of songs for records for Jay-Z and like okay. he's up there, okay. right? Uh, and he was in town at, at Empire and he had like a six-month deal, uh, like monthly party. He would just go and play his records. And then a friend of mine knew him huh. and we and we went to the first one and we were like, okay, is he going to do this six months in a row? Because that's kind of boring after a while because he's just playing your records. Yeah. Uh, and we started thinking, how can we, how can we help him and make it more interactive and maybe turn into a game where people show up and then we play these musical things. So at least there's a component to it that's not just, hey, you're going to play your best hits. Yeah. And the more we thought about it, the more we're like, uh-uh, we're keeping it for ourselves. Oh. Fuck that shit. No, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> we're doing this. And so um, I started Hip Hop Bingo in 2019. Okay. And it was at first it was like, hey, let's just play bingo, but instead of letters on your card, it's a bunch of artists. Hmm. So it's like B Missy Elliott or you know G Ja Rule, whatever. And we have different themes, different editions. We did Dirty South edition, Ladies edition, um, West Coast edition, and had a DJ, had an MC, and it was a good time. And I'm like, oh wow, people actually enjoy that kind of stuff. And um recently i rebranded it because um bingo is illegal in texas really yeah you're looking at me there are bingo halls but yeah. they have licenses oh and every the the state of texas defines um um gambling as any game where you win by chance bingo poker oh, that's illegal so bingo falls into that and you could do it for charity, but you don't keep any of the money. It's not, I've, I, there's a bunch of bingos going around, but the thing, it's more of an enforcement problem than a, oh, you can't, you can't do it. So it was like, and also, uh, I did what, 10 of them, and they were all hip hop related. And I'm like, I don't, I want to, I don't want to just do hip hop. Mm. Um, so I want to do an R&B edition. I want to yeah. do Motown. I want to do rock. I want to do reggae. I want to do all kinds of other genre of music. So that's why I changed it to record play ah, recently. Okay. And you uh, started in 2019, and how often were you doing the show? Because it sounds pretty labor-intensive. It was... I, we didn't really have a schedule. Like okay. maybe other month, maybe mm. three months, depending on when I could do it. Yeah. And I put together the questions. Uh, I taught myself this piece of software, uh, and I basically created a game, a whole game mm. where you had a bingo round and a challenge round. And challenge round could be anything from lip sync battle, dance battle, don't forget the lyrics kind of thing, or uh-huh. trivia. But people really, people really liked it. Yeah. Because it wasn't just, you know, your grandma's bingo kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2020 happened. Yeah. And I tried to do it online and it didn't oh. work. 
It's not the same vibe. Yeah, you do no. it over Zoom. Because the one, the DJ really, the DJ and the MC really like make the party. Shout out to DJ K. Cali and Rudy Devino and Marissa. <laughs> um, and and Adam Protexter too. He was part of the crew early on. Um, yeah, it's, it's a different vibe. Because I mean... You got to feel the music in your bones. Exactly. Because you know? it, it is a party. People really... Yeah. I just did a 90s pop edition uh, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was I was putting the questions together and I, I was going back listening to Umbop and <laughs> Mambo Number no. 5 and Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears I'm like yeah I kind of miss this stuff <laughs> and then next thing you know I'm, we're doing it at the show and mm-hmm. people are like up and dancing and just singing to to NSYNC and I'm like okay 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 this is fun <laughs> this is fun how do you okay this is this is something that I've been thinking about with uh this this sh- a show I've been watching and I This is the nerd in me. Go ahead. How do you deal with a license of playing the music? Um there is so I didn't until I didn't I never I haven't had that problem. But um I just got I talked to a lawyer and I got like contracts now that say, "Hey, you gotta have as the venue, you gotta have the license ah. to be able to play music." I'm not gonna try and buy got one because I gotta renew it. So it's like, "Hey, as part of the thing, you gotta have the license." Ah, okay. That's really nerdy of you. I know. <laughs> really nerdy. Of well, you. when you t- tell me about the whole bingo thing and you understand the legalese, I'm like, oh. I can ask him a legal question. Oh He's yeah. He's gonna know. Oh yeah. I. I, I you do your I thought I, I thought about it too. I was yeah. like, yeah, that, I don't want to. That's that's why I changed the name too. I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm not huge. Yeah. But I don't want the scrutiny. Yeah. That's really what it is. And even it, even if it doesn't turn into a business, it, I love doing it. Yeah. And you know, I was when I was doing feedback when I launched the the website, mm-hmm. I was throwing events every three months. Hmm. Uh, different themes, different DJs, yeah. different venues, uh, fundraisers. Uh, and we, we used to have uh, red carpet at our parties. Hmm. We were the first to do it in Austin. Red carpet, backdrop, interview, and we'd ask people, um, like, hey, what kind of drunk are you? Or <laughs> what do you think about girls who walk barefoot at night because their feet hurt? Like that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And we would shoot it, do a little trailer, put it on YouTube. And then we'd cover events too, like South by Southwest, uh, yeah. uh, Fun 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 Fest, Rest in Peace. Um, so yeah, cool. Did a lot yeah. <laughs> in the city. <laughs> well, it just seems like it's it's such a great concept and one like I could imagine you being able to do it at a corporate event. That's the goal because yeah. that's where the money is. Exactly. Selling tickets is, is it's a lot of work. Yeah. and I'm a one, I'm a one man band. Like I do it all. Yeah, really. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. I got I got a designer. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Tobar. But other than that, as far as like the marketing and all of that stuff, yeah. I'm, yeah one man shop i do a lot yeah so you are also another thing that we have in common is like you've got a full-time job yes i do you're a single parent yes i am and you've got this little side hustle thing going on yes i do so do you have when do i sleep is that the next question (laughs) sure i don't i haven't slept in 72 hours well you know jt haversat and his personality and his genetics is so driven and like he can multitask and he mm-hmm. just he's he's a workhorse mm-hmm. and some people are just built like that where they can't sit idle can't stop don't stop <laughs> but i do um i make the time to do the things i enjoy yeah that's that's my 
survival yeah like coping mechanism because I, I know people who work like crazy to where they don't sleep they're always on on phone calls they they don't in, in they don't they don't even enjoy what they're doing yeah um and but i still find time to like i'll go out and you know dj whatever is playing i'll go check him out oh there's a comedy show i'm not even on it but i'll go and support and check it out yeah. uh, maybe once a month i'll find something uh a party to go and dance my ass off like i used to uh and try not to break a hip <laughs> and stay away from these 20 year olds uh <laughs> but yeah like that that's what keeps me sane but yeah my bandwidth is pretty tight yeah yeah okay all right well I think this is a good intermission point because we're going to get into some comedy, even more comedy nerdism uh, All right. afterwards. But So we've got this card game, Where Should We Begin, from uh, my friend Richard, who runs our website. Mm-hmm. And it's open-ended questions. You're going to pick a card, and I'm going to read it to you, and you're going to answer the question. Okay. And then we'll, you'll do the same for the card that's left. Okay. So pick your card. All right. Ooh, I felt incredibly jealous when. What? <laughs> I don't feel jealousy. It's not. I, have, I don't have a jealous bone. Um, I felt pretty jealous. Wow. I don't want to give you that air, but now I got to think. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, actually, yes. And this is comedy related. Okay. But it's 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 jealousy in the moment. And I think it happens to every comic is when you're you realize that like you're not you're not getting booked a lot. Hmm. But you see other people who've been doing it less than you have getting booked. Yeah. And in the moment you feel that like, oh shit, like why not me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um but when you take a step back and and think about it, uh, my reaction is always, well, I mean, maybe not my time yet. Uh, maybe I need, I need to I need to do more. Maybe I need to be out there more. I need mm-hmm. to be more visible so people know. Oh yeah, back is here. Oh, back is he's been doing a bunch of mics or uh, back's been hanging out with everybody because we just went over everything I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. in my life right now, and I understand that, you know. Uh, Comedy is a young person's game, mm-hmm. just like music or anything like that, but especially comedy because, I mean, it takes 10 years to build something, um, to find your voice like this. You've, you've heard this before. Yep. Um, and so I know I know where I'm at, and I, I approach it with a lot of humility because I don't take, any, I don't take anything for granted, for one. Um, and, and two, I, I remain a fan first, Yeah. you know, I, and then, yeah, I'm not in my twenties, obviously, you know, um, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, when you talk to comics that are like, in their, in their twenties and I'll, I live out of my car or, you know, I, I'll drive all the way to Oklahoma for a show mm-hmm. and I'm like, God damn, I don't know if I can pull that off. Right. You know what I mean? So in a way it's one of, I'm, the jealousy is more like an in the moment thing, but also fuck, maybe I should have kept going back in 2012 mm-hmm. and it tells you to regret a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I look, I look at John, John's killing it. And he tells me is like, Yo, man, you know, 
I hope we can do a show together one day mm-hmm. and uh uh when I come back to Austin, you know, you know, let's 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 meet up and all that and I'm like you in a way you envy that. But you got to be realistic. Yeah. And and be like, "Oh, wait, hold on. Uh I have a lot of eyes in the fire, including a human being." Mhm. Uh, and so priorities change, and that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely okay with it. Yeah. Did I, I mean, answer your question? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you did, and I I definitely relate to to all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get the twinge of guilt. You know, I watch I watch who you have on your podcast, and I watch who Tracy Schultz has on his shows because mm-hmm. you know he and I can nerd out about comedy too. And every once in a while, you'll have a guest, and I'll be like. Mm. I wish I had that person as a guest. And then I realized, yeah, but I've, you know, circumstances are different. The way you approach asking somebody to be on the podcast is different between Tracy, yourself, and myself. And we we have a million, million things in the fire that, you know, sometimes I'm going to get a win. Sometimes you're going to get a win. Sometimes Tracy's going to get a win. And it's all okay. Exactly. Because we have good lives. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think there's, I don't even think about it as competition at all. Yeah. You know, I, like, like we were saying earlier, I think everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a voice to express and go for it. Yeah. Go for it. I, I, I don't like it when, uh, when egos get in the way. Yeah. And you see that a lot in any scene, really, comedy scene, music scene, mm-hmm. it, it's art scene, it's going to happen. But comedy scene especially, uh, when, when people, you know, just, like, let the ego get in the way, and it ruins everything. Yeah. So and that's why I like to get to know people on, on an individual basis mm-hmm. and be like, okay, you're that guy. Cool. I know... Now I know how to deal with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good or bad, good yeah, or bad, but exactly. now I know how to deal with you. And alternate, you're not a representative. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to crack that that shell because not everybody has the everybody has the capacity to bring it out of them, but it's not always upfront. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I like to get to know. I like to get to know people that way. Yeah. Okay. That was a long story, long answer. Yeah. No, it's good. Okay. All right, your turn. My turn. Ha ha. I know. Something I grew up thinking was normal, but later found out wasn't. Oh, gosh. Oh, this one's easy. Uh, This still happens all the time. So my mother, born in Belgium, Uh came to the States when she was in her early 30s. Uh And I have just naturally grown up with hearing this woman in her accent when she speaks English. And thinking it's completely normal. I completely understand it. And it's not until I get a reality check from somebody else that listens to her. Mm-hmm. And they say, do you know your mom has a really thick German accent? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Pastor's mom. <laughs> did, did you speak German? No. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do a little introduction so you can hear her. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, I want to hear, hear your mom talk. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're totally off. This is not what she sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my thing, I think. I mean, you know, there's, you know, dad was an alcoholic. That wasn't normal. Oh, okay. You're just going to say that like it's nothing? You should have gone with that one first. <laughs> I know, but that one's not funny. <laughs> oh, you can make it funny. You can make it funny. Look at you. You turned out fine. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, therapy and he got he got dry. So that was that was good. 
Keep going. It worked out. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Keep going. This is my therapy session. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm here to help. I'm here to tell me your story, Valerie. Please we share. We that on, on your podcast. My ah, story is about revenge. Yeah, we're going to have a part two. The return. <laughs> Mission accomplished? No, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's spend some time just nerding out about the comedy. And mm-hmm. uh, there was something that you you said a moment ago that I'm like, um, the the choices that you make make you happy. You know, you you do these things because you really enjoy them. And anybody that looks at your Instagram feed or wherever you post your pictures, I mean, you're just so happy every time you do a photo dump of you going to a festival mm-hmm. or or attending shows and you're you're the selfie guy oh and i never like taking the pictures with these icons and it's like how do you do it because maybe i should become here like in terms of like meeting comics well yeah and you get these great pictures with you know these big names and i'm like i'd be so scared um i can help with this how do you get the gumption and did you always, were you always like I was that? always like that. Okay. I was always like that. I, I've, I've been lucky to be around professional fill-in-the-blank, uh, DJ, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, musicians, mm-hmm. uh, artists, and comedians. I, I think that um, when you meet somebody that you look up to, you know, they always say don't meet your heroes. Yeah. But it's all about how you approach them, right? Yeah. Uh, especially comedians. Artists is a little tougher because they have their sometimes security or yeah. whatever. But yeah. comics, like, they, they're they there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of them are very, most of them are pretty approachable. Mm-hmm. But if you approach them as a human being and not as a comic, it it it's so much easier and i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna name drop but at moon tower um i've gotten to hang out with um people like dan soder godfrey uh i shared a meal with mark maron hmm. like around the time wtf was just popping up um and i don't know i've, I've always had a, a knack for just meeting people like connecting with people on an individual level yeah and it's not a um it's not a badge of honor it's not a i, I mean i can sit here and tell you it's not hard and tell you no value get off you know <laughs> get over your fears and go ahead and introduce yourself yeah um but i think if you if if you show love people will show you love back yeah you know what i mean and if you um don't come. Don't meet people with an agenda. I think that's what it is. Because yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't expect anything from them. It's more of a, hey, you know, nice to meet you. And if it ends there, it ends there. Yeah. Uh, but if it turns into a conversation, then hell yeah, I'll have a conversation. But a conversation. But a conversation will not be about me. Yeah. It will not be about what I'm doing. A lot of these comics that I've that I've met, they probably didn't know I was a comic, and I didn't introduce me as such. Mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, man. You know, you know, love your love your stuff. You know, big fan. And next you know, I'm like, hey, can I can I buy you a drink? Or, um, you know, how's you know how's your family? Or blah blah blah. And next you know, I'm sitting at Creek in a Cave with Sean Patton until four in the morning huh. talking about 
stuff. Wow. You know what I mean? So it, it it's not rocket science. I think it's more of a, I don't have social anxiety, I guess. Yeah. Um, because I've gotten that question before. Like, how? I remember Mumford was like, "How do you get to hang, hang out with Paul Verzi and you guys went to dinner?" Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> "I just walked up to him and I said hi, and then we talk." And and I I I had I had like I think I had um, DM'd him and I said, "Hey, looking forward to seeing you in Austin." And left it at that. And I came to the show, and then he saw me and he was like, "Oh, back! I saw your I saw your oh. DM." And next you know, he goes, "Hey, you know any any place we can go and eat and and smoke a cigar?" I'm like, "Sure, come on, let's, I'll take you." And wow. we walked down Sixth Street, and we ended up at Alcyon. Yeah. So, um, it just don't go up with an agenda. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's a, I I even feel bad asking for a selfie. I really do. Hmm. I really do. Like the ones that the last one was from uh, Skankfest uh-huh. in Vegas. Yeah. But they they were doing that everywhere. Every every per, every fan because it's it's Skankfest is like a, a a comedy fans like heaven. Yeah. Because it's for comedy fans by comics and everywhere. I'm sure every comic that walked through the, through the halls was getting stopped for a selfie. And I felt bad. I really did because mm-hmm. some of them I knew. But uh, I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's content. But that's it. I'm not, you know. Keep it simple and yeah. don't come with an agenda. I've, I've seen, like, uh, comics come up. Like, I'm hanging out with, uh, like, Sean Patton and some comic who outside. He goes, so how do you write? What's your process? I'm like, really? <laughs> that's that's your intro? Yikes. That's your intro. And then Sean just stands there and doesn't say anything. It's like, oh, well, you know, just get on stage and be funny. And the guy's like, well, you know, because I, 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 I stare at a wall until something hits me. And I'm like, hmm. that, what makes you think? That that is the right approach. Yeah. Like, I, I to me that sounds weird. You know yeah. what I mean? But to him, it was like, oh yeah, I've I've someone I look up to, and I'm gonna ask him for advice. Like that's the natural yeah. thing, especially when you're both in the same industry and you're trying to make it. I get I get it, but no, you don't do that. <laughs> you know, God Godfrey is a friend of mine, and we never talk comedy. Huh? Never. You'll ask me, like, how's your stuff? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get on stage, you know, trying to get better. And I'm like, oh, hey, cool. And then talk about hip-hop or whatever yeah. else. Because huh. they're, they're more than comics. And I think that yeah. when people look at them and like, oh, yeah, he's a comedian. I'm like, no, nah, he's, he's also a lot of other things. He has other, yeah. other passions and other things you can talk about. And that's a better way to introduce yourself than going, so uh, I'm trying this joke. Can I try it with you? <laughs> Is is there anyone that you can think of where you really had to pinch yourself that you were you were getting to to have a conversation with them? Godfrey was the first time because uh, I've I've followed all of his stuff and. Like a full-on conversation? Uh, yeah, because I met him at Moon Tower. You know, they have the after-hours sure. thing. Um, and then um, he came back to Austin, to Cap City. And at the time, I worked at the radio station, at a, um, the R&B station. Okay. And one of my colleagues, her, um, her client was Cap City. 
and then that was the weekend that he he was coming to town and she brought him to the station and i'm like holy shit oh wow wow like damn yeah and and he was like yeah remember you from wow yeah. Doesn't that just make your heart sing when they remember you? Yes. Oh, oh <laughs> no, no. I have, I, have, I, have, I have a better one. <laughs> I'm So this is also a Moon Tower story. Um, I had talked to... I was talking to Dan Soder. This is like 2017 or something like that. And I, li- I just went up and I was like, hey, man, huge fan. I, 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 I was a huge fan of a slam of uh, You Know What Dude by Robert Kelly. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found out about... Luis J. Gomez and Dan Soder and Joe List and all those yeah. guys. And I asked him, I was like, is Luis really like that in real life? He goes, yeah, yeah, he was really like that. He's really like that. And then we walk out of, of the, the Paramount, I mean, the Stephen F. Austin, and uh, they go, hey, you want to come to a strip club with us? Oh, God. And I'm like, wait, what? See, that's a conversation a guy can have with a guy, but yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You know, not Valerie. And, <laughs> oh, and Red Band was there, too. Oh. And he goes, uh, all right, well... We're going to split cars. And then these two girls sitting, standing next to me. And I'm going, okay, well, I guess I'm taking y'all. So we're on our way. And uh, I turn around. And and uh, and uh, they go, hey, do, do, what, do you have a podcast? Like, what do you, I'm like, yeah, I have, I have a podcast. And I'm like, you guys, do you guys have one? And he goes, yeah, you, it's it's guys we fuck. Oh, my God, Christine. And I said, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, wait, I'm driving on Mopac. And I'm like. Wait, you're Christina and Corinne <laughs> Fisher? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, my God. And, and, and Christina turns, she goes, man, the look on your face back. <laughs> I, I, I wish I would have recorded this because I, 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 I didn't know what they looked like. I knew the podcast, oh. but I didn't know what they looked like. Ah. And they were in my car and we were driving to the Yellow Rose. Oh my and God. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Priceless. Oh, my God. Priceless. That's incredible. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Wow. Um, is there anybody that, um, no, I don't want to name drop. What do I want to ask? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> really? Are we at that point? Are you done with your notes? Because I see a full page oh, there. Oh, I know. No, this is like, you know, when the conversation's boring sometimes. Aww. I have my backup questions. Um, remind me. I've, have, you, have you watched any specials lately? Um, we actually just started watching the John Leguizamo special. It's my son's schedule. You know, you're, you're going to get there. Uh, my son's a junior in high school. So between all of his extracurriculars, Mm -hmm. we have very little time to watch TV together. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, it's rare that we watch a special together. And when it's the end of my day and I want to just tune out and just watch mindless TV, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to watch a special. But is it um, is it the the history one? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. But I think like I'm a huge fan of of Leguizamo, but this is the first special that my son has watched, and I think I I made a mistake because I think I needed to have him watch you know one of his early specials. Freak is great. Yeah, so that he really understands who John yeah. is, and then he can appreciate this tamer <laughs> so far tamer version. How old's your son? Uh, 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can yeah. understand. Like, I, I'm, um, I can't wait to show my son some comedy, even yeah. French one, because he's at a point now, he's bilingual already. Uh-huh. He's fully bilingual. I only speak French to him, no matter who's around, even his mom, uh, so we can talk shit. <laughs> uh, 
My son does too. That's exactly the reason that I did it with him. Yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> you just don't let up. It doesn't yeah. matter who's around. Like we'd yeah. be in a grocery store and be like, Bakari, qu'est-ce que tu veux manger? <laughs> Like, papa, je veux des céréales. Ok, on va prendre des céréales. Alors, vas-y, choisis de la boîte. Elle est là en bas. Tu la mets dans le caddie et puis on y va. Uh, et puis voilà. Like, ouais, ouais, ouais. What? That black guy just spoke speak French. This, this handsome little. Anyway. Um, yeah. So because um, there's so much I want to show him from the French comedy to American comedy, but I'm like. I want to, I, I can't wait. I can't even play the hip hop I like around him. Oh, yet. really? Yeah. Wait, how old is he? He's, he'll be five next month. Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I thought he was older. Nah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you be, do have be, to wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like itching. So I'm playing clean versions of songs. <laughs> and I'm like, because here's what, um, what, what comedy does when you're learning a language. Um, and it, I mean, it did it, it did it for me because when I came at 16, my English was okay because, you know, I spoke, you take English in right. France, but it's like, hey, the, there's a cat in the tree and Brian's in the kitchen, mm-hmm. apple on the table, nobody cares. <laughs> you never get to use those. Uh, but uh, with comedy, you really get to learn the nuances in the language, mm-hmm. right? Because like for me, I, there was this online comedy radio station called Comedy 104. Uh that was on Shoutcast Network, which is... Remember Winamp back in the day? All right, I'm dating myself. <laughs> it, it was MP3 player that everybody had, and they had a bunch of radio stations. And there was that one, and, I, and it was just a bunch of clips of comedy just back-to-back. Yeah. Barely any commercial. So there would be a call-in bit right after a Louis, Louis Black, and then the CK, and the GL Ugly. And I'm like, whoa, wow, wow, wow. And, and I kept... I was listening to it at work, wow. like, every day and every day. And between that and going to live shows, my English was getting better because I could, I was learning all the, like the, the wordplay in, in, in English and yeah. the nuances and how you can make a pun, which I hate puns, but <laughs> it helps. That's what I'm saying. It, it, yeah. it helps. Yeah. Um, and so for his development, like I can't wait to get to that point. I'm, I'd be like, all right, now here's Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> and here's why that's funny yeah, yeah and you know same with the the french stuff yeah so i, I look i really look forward to that yeah. but as far as like a la- uh, last special i watched uh that i thought was brilliant was uh, uh robert kelly killbox okay oh no sean Patton number one i've been hearing buzz oh my one. god yeah. wow i saw i saw it i saw him do it live um and not everything made it to the special from what I saw. Uh, and it'll be here in February, by the way. Okay. Um, and holy shit, talk about storytelling. Hmm. That is, I think, the hardest form to, to, to do on stage because you got to have people's attention. And I don't, there's not really a, 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 maybe there is a structure to it. It's like two sentences, punchline, two sentences, punchline. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it feels so effortless and it, it tells it in such a compelling way that you can't help but connect and then he just he just has you. Hmm. It's like that. Ali Sadiq does the same thing. Uh, Sean does the same thing. Uh, Doug Stanhope is another one who, who tells great stories. Um, but yeah, I really like number one, Sean Patton. That was yeah. dope. It's on uh, Peacock, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know why it went there, but yeah, we went to Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yep. There's so many streaming services. I mean, there's just so many specials coming out. It's hard yeah. to keep up now. I'm like, oh, is this one on YouTube? Joe List has one on YouTube. And uh, I know Bobby Lee just recorded one mm. here in town. It's about time. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It, I, I love it. That's the thing. Like, when I'm, and so are you, I would think, like, when you're passionate about something, you're trying to know everything about it so you're trying to stay on the yeah. pulse of like oh there's that going on that going on that going. this yeah. guy's doing this guy's doing that and I, I just love doing it just like i did when it was about nightlife just now i'm old so i yeah. can't <laughs> i still do keep up i still do keep up as much as i can yeah what do you think about our comedy scene oh really you want... <laughs> oh is that... do you ask that to everybody no no i'm, I'm only gonna ask you because oh, you're gonna get in trouble you're I'm trying to get booked right now. You're trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 here's my take. Um, I think there's no stopping it. Um, I think that I love the decentralized. Um, what I mean by decentralized is that comics produce their own shows mm-hmm. all over town, from uh, San Marcos all the way to temple yeah and which is great so that means that's more stage time that's more opportunity um and with i mean every mic i go to i run into somebody who's like yeah i just got here last week i got here yesterday (laughs) from wherever and i'm like yeah you're you're in the right place i mean this is this is it uh and it's gonna and then of course with rogan being here his club's gonna open in a few months uh i mean we'll have like what between Creek, Vulcan, uh, Mothership, that's the name of this thing, Comedy Mothership, Velveeta uh, Room, uh, Sunset's coming back where Parish is, or something like okay. that, where Parish was, something like that. Uh, so you'll have a whole strip of clubs mm-hmm. right then and there. Um, I think that people is, people in Austin are still getting used to it uh, because... Like, I think comedy is going to be bigger than music. Like what Austin is known for. Yeah. I really think so. Yeah. Um, if you've been in Austin long enough, you know that the the music scene has really kind of, you know, died down a lot, especially with COVID, mm-hmm. where a lot of venues shut down because they couldn't keep up. Musicians can't afford to even live in Austin right. anymore. So, and meanwhile, people are coming here and they go, oh, yeah. There's all these comedy shows and there's all these comedy venues, comedy clubs. So let's go to a comedy club. And so yeah. slowly, I think the market will react to that. And then Austin is going to become this hub because so now it's like, well, we got, you know, Cap City with, uh, with Just for Laughs. I mean, Helium. Mm-hmm. Moon Tower with Just for Laughs. You know, next, you know, you'll have, you know, all the industry is going to come have will have a presence here if right. if it's not here yet um and if you're if you're out there as as a torn comic and you don't make a stop in austin twice a year then you might be missing out yeah that i think that that's where it go, it's going as far as the comedians come in uh people will bitch about it and say old guard this and new guy <laughs> fuck that this is this is what i mean by ego this is what yeah. I, it's like you 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 live you're trying to grow and thrive in, in an ecosystem that 
that's built on individuals, not groups, not cliques, yeah. not. Uh, it's literally everybody is trying to is trying to make it in their own way, mm-hmm. whether they host their own shows or they hit mics all the time or they they run their own mics or they get on stage on on each other's shows there's, there's a lot of that going on which is fine yeah. but i think there's 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 going to be room for everybody to contribute something all all i'm asking is like leave your ego at home or in the car if you live in a car it's like um it, it's it's too it's too important and too like I, I love I love this too much to to let anybody just just claim it or be oh I'm a gatekeeper now so now yeah. I'm like oh no you can't come on my show because you're cool with so and so I'm like this said and <laughs> like we're not in high school no more you know what I mean it's <laughs> it's like grow the fuck up and maybe that maybe that's me because I'm I'm older I'm an adult yeah and I'm like I, I don't have time for that. And I don't think anybody does. Yeah. And when I see people doing great things, people like Brandon Lewin over at Big Laugh, you know, you know, shout out to Rebecca and everybody's trying to play a part. Mm-hmm. Now, figure out what your part is going to be, and and just be humble every once in a while, and come at come at people in a genuine way instead of like walking around like your shit don't stink. You know what I mean, and I I have like I have a, I have a, I have a pet peeve, and I brought it, I brought this up on my podcast before, where um, it is a community, you know, um, and I love it, and I I can't say that I I know everybody or I claim to be somebody. I, I'm not even on that level. People walk yeah. up to you like, oh man, I've seen you know love this, what you're doing with the podcast yeah. and blah 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 and I'm like cool you know thank you I appreciate that and then you know then we talk or whatever um but I, I think that my pet peeve is when you meet somebody three times more than three times like you introduce yourself and I've literally hey how you doing I'm back yeah. and you're whatever three times and you still act like I don't exist uh. Yeah. I can't stand that shit. Yeah. That I, 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 I'm like, no. Because that tells me that, you, one, you don't give a fuck. Two, um, that, yeah, you, you're walking around like you're, like you're better than me. And I'm like, because I, I, I grew up, you know, with my African culture slash French. It's like, it's a big deal to be like, hey, I acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. I walk into a room. You're already there. I'm gonna walk up to you and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Give you a dap, whatever. But if if I've met you three times and you still act like you don't know me, even though every time I'm the one who came up and said, "Hey, what's up? How you been?" You know, and we know when's your next show and, and all that. Nah, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't having that. I'm, I, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> so that's that, that's the comedy scene. <laughs> that's my answer. And the sh- nutshell <laughs> I feel I feel that shell up yeah yeah that was a big shell <laughs> yes 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 well yes. it's a big scene it's uh, evolving and changing and growing what's your take uh oh my take well well it's your show uh, yeah I know I know but I don't use my podcast that way 
necessarily, but I'll okay, to share fine. your views. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? No. Do you run this show or what? <laughs> I know. Maybe that's why I have three listeners. No, I'm sorry. I love you all, my listeners. I have one. <laughs> um, no, I uh, this this episode is going to come out in January of 2023, and the Austin Chronicle asked me to write a top ten comedy news stories so knock on wood you know i don't get get a lot of hate mail for my my hot takes Uh, you know what (laughs) that's the thing if you're if you rub someone the wrong way yeah in whatever you put out yeah um you feel like oh if i say this such and such is going to react like like you can give them a heads up and maybe down the road they go hey man this is you know that wasn't cool What, what i don't like is when people people lash out in, in in the public space. Yeah. What I mean by public space is really on social media. Yeah. Like there's a comment that someone start like talking shit and then you go back and forth and then you're like, why why are you why do you do that? Why? <laughs> that's that's one phone call. If you don't have the number, it's like, hey, next time I see you at the mic, let's let's hash it out. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't have time for for beefing or talking shit. It, it's it's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah. Well, my bold claim is that Austin is now the third coast of comedy. We're just oh yeah, we're, we're yeah, the dominant third scene. We may, you know, may we may be butting up against an LA or well, prob- I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever because LA and New York are so unique in the industry that they have there. Yeah, like you were saying, it's going to take the industry to be here permanently in order to really cement. Um, True, but what I, what what will be different about here is that uh, in LA the industry was already there, right. so it's always been there. So you have to work around the industry yeah. to make it. New York is, was the same way. When you have institutions like SNL mm-hmm. and you know late ra- night and, and yeah. SiriusXM, like it's it's yeah. there. It's it already exists. So, you, but because it's such a big city, you could do like five five mics or five mm-hmm. sets in one night right yeah um the difference about austin what makes austin unique is that the scene was built before the industry showed up it wasn't the other way around like the other big cities so if the industry comes here it'd be like okay we're not you're not dictating how shit works we're going to tell you how it works yeah and because the people who have established a presence here already are running it that way with that in mind like hey i'm doing this for the comedy scene not for netflix not for you know youtube or whoever yeah right uh, i hope that's that's how it goes yeah. I, I really do because yeah. it, it could quickly shift you know we have all the big tech companies here they can you know cash in on this thing yeah. and then like yeah sure but don't mess it up for everybody i mean moon tower and i loved i love all the people at moon tower uh, shout out to scott and uh Lisa. uh but they're going to turn more into a hey we're going to have premieres mm-hmm. that kind of thing and now they stretch it to 10 days so now it's headliners and and um you have the the the, the comedy club thing for like four days or whatever and so it's it's uh, and the people who come here, they won't necessarily uh, talk about Muntar. They they'll come because oh there's this such and such 
uh, headliner that I want to see. Mm-hmm. It won't be a, oh, let me check out all 70, 100, whatever comics. Uh, and it, the industry, is, they're trying to make the industry come here. I know it's going ha- yeah. to happen. Uh, but th- there's no stopping it. Right. You know, just again, just just find uh, get in where you fit in, and just don't be a dick about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's that Pretty simple. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. it's really that simple. People yeah. make it way more complicated than it needs to be. But if if you love this thing, and um, whether you're doing it for fun, or you're doing it as, as, like to really make it happen, and you're young, you got a lot of energy and everything. Just just do you, and treat people like you want to be treated. Yeah. You can play the graduation music now. <laughs> that, that was my TED Talk. Well, thank you for tuning in. Well, we're going to start winding down. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want people to know about you? Wow. Where do I start? What's the wow? That we're winding down? or that? <laughs> no, that, that, there's so much about me. I just told you. Yeah, I know. I'm playing video games right now. <laughs> I'm watching anime. I mean, I'm decorating my new home. I'm... <laughs> What am I not doing? I'm going to Africa next week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. I, haven't, I haven't been in ten years. Oh wow! And I have cousins I don't know. Wow. That I haven't met, and I'm I'm really excited to go back home. And I will say I'll say this: um, if you get the chance, I'm I'm big on. Um, I'm gonna put this. Learning about other perspectives mm. and cultures. Um, I think that we tend to to associate ourselves with people like us, uh, and I think that people need to make an effort to get to know people who have nothing to do with what we're doing. Yeah. And if you can't travel, I mean, short of like, oh, let's go to Europe, go to Africa, go to Asia, trying to get some perspective and maybe material out of it too. But short of that, meet interesting people. I think we're lucky in Austin that it's not Texas. I'm lucky I landed here. (laughs) I tell you that, man. I would have been miserable. No no offense, San Antonio, Dallas. (laughs) I'm glad I landed here, you know, 20 some years ago because I was like, wow, this place. Because I thought, of course, my reference, my reference when it came to Texas was Walker, Texas Ranger because we had it in France. We had the show in France. So I was like, oh, Chuck Norris. Yeah, cowboys. And deserts. And then everybody probably thinks the same way. Uh Then you come here and you go, oh, shit. There's some interesting ass people here. There's a dude who has a goatee, but he's shaved like vertically. It's, it's weird. And there's some. There's this dude who walks around six feet in a thong. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of interesting people, and that I think their story needs to be heard. And people tend to stick to their bubble, yeah. especially coming out of the pandemic. It's like, yeah, you had your cluster or whatever you want to call it for two years and now the world is open back up i guess and so uh people still wearing masks but yeah welcome people still getting covid my brother got covid right now i'm oh like my God. second time really wow um uh, i didn't mean to air him out but uh <laughs> just now's the best time to connect yeah with folks um we need to we need more 
I was trying like a TED talk yeah, again. Yeah, TED God talk part two. No, 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 no. no. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, me. That's what, that's what happens. I start rambling and uh, I start talking about things that actually matters. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. Walk up to a stranger. Say hi. Buy him a drink. And don't ask for anything in return. Just the only thing you're asking is to, to talk, to, you know, share your opinion. And when you put things in a... Oh man, I'm about to. <laughs> TED Talk Park. Are, are you sure? I, I can go on and on. This is your show. I don't know what you got to do later today. I'll stop you when it's time. Oh, but don't stop me in the middle of it. A... I won't. Stop. All right, we're done. Thank you for coming. Thanks for tuning in, Comedy Wham. Um, I forgot what I was going. Shit. Yes. Um, there is. When people have conversation, I think everybody now is like, oh, we need to have a conversation about blank, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we need to... I think people tend to put things in the right or wrong dichotomy a lot, mm. which ruins the conversation. Yeah. Where you're just sharing ideas, and I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to say... Like, if, if, I, if I told you... Oh, you you should check out this this comedian's uh, special, and you you just go, oh well, that's not actually bad example. Bad example. Um, oh, here we go. When you ask when you ask an actor, hey, I need you to play a gay guy in a in a movie. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna go. I'm not gay. I can't do that. No, I'm not gay. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're not asking. We're just asking you to put yourself in the shoes of a gay man for this movie. Yeah, it's literally putting on a different hat and trying to understand some from someone else's perspective. Yeah. That's all we're trying. We're, that's all we're trying to do. But we don't ask. We're not asking you about your morals. We're not. We're not questioning. You know what you believe in. We just want you to. Kind of make an abstraction of who you are and try to understand someone else's point of view. And I think that if more people did that, the world would be a better place. Yeah. It really would. Because everything, when people get mad on social media, when, I mean, I, I, I'm not, a, I know I need to do more like Instagram stuff. It, it's a to do. It's annoying. I hate it. Honestly, <laughs> I wish I could pay someone to do it. Maybe, but you know. And when people say we need to have a conversation about blank, and it happens on Twitter or on Instagram or in DMs or in YouTube com- in YouTube comments, mm-hmm. it's, it sucks. It sucks because it's not real, and people tend to you see the worst in people in that in that situation. Yeah. As opposed to. If I saw you face to face, you probably wouldn't talk like that to me. Right. You know what I mean? And and it, and it's weird because everybody's trying to be funny. You know what I said? Yeah. Everybody's trying to be funny. It's like a I mean, you you look you can look at a puppy video on YouTube and look at the comments and it's everybody's trying to be have the wittiest Comment, uh-huh. old comment of a comment that talks shit about the other guy <laughs> who started the thread, and you're like, "This is a, no, this is actually cool because it it it's an one, it's another form of comedy, 
you know, memes are another form of comedy. And that's fine, but you have to put everything in context where, yeah, you probably wouldn't say that if that person was in front of you. Mm-hmm. But just because you're trying to be witty, you're trying to be... I don't know. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of a weird uh, world we live in with all this digital shit. And then people just hide as opposed to... Because I know people who are funny online and you meet them in person uh-huh. and they're dull as hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. And I'm like, okay, I'll... I'll just read your comments on Facebook. We're not going to lunch. <laughs> That's all I mean. I, I I have hope. I guess. Yeah. Instead of the this this comment may violate community guidelines. It should be. Would you say this if you were face to face across you know the mm-hmm. table uh, to this person? I mean, it, it really comes out to like you. Would you want to be treated this way? Yeah. That's it. You you have a point to make. Sure, make your point. Yeah. On the other side, it's like, well, I have I have the right to feel this. You have every right to feel whatever way. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the right to say whatever you want to say. This is the free country. I, I, hate, <laughs> I, hate, I hate saying I hate saying cliche things like that because I'm American now, but it's like, eh. I still kind of I'm so French and African, yeah. but uh, it's a free country. So yeah, you can say whatever you want. But there's consequences. Yeah. Fuck around and found out. Yeah. You'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, before Listen TED to my talk, TED Talk. Yeah. Before TED Talk number four starts up. No, 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 Or five starts up. <laughs> you asked me. I know. You, you, I know. You, you, you walked into that one. I'm blaming you. <laughs> okay. That's fine. All right. Well, I know you can't do it on this one, so I'm going to ask you my final question. Uh-huh. And that is one word to describe your future. Oh, man. What the? <laughs> Whoa. One word to describe my future. It's going to sound cliche, but screw it. Um, I would say love. Uh, I think that I'm finally at a point now where everything I'm doing... I truly enjoy. Hmm. Um, one, and really part one, my son, mm-hmm. and just watching a human being grow is amazing. You should it's try cool. it, folks. It's cool. Make babies. <laughs> Inter- interracial ones, too. <laughs> Those are the best. No, no, but <laughs> no just, just watching that and, and it... Um, the idea that you can like mold this this human being and then they go to bed and, and they have a firmware update and you wake up the next day and then they, they come up with stuff and you're like mm-hmm. wow there's and you went through it but you just don't remember so that um the comedy i i honestly don't know where it's gonna take me i don't have a set people like oh i gotta record a special i want to you know be touring yeah. the country i don't have those like huge goals in it i love it period uh, and so whatever shape that takes, I'm fine with, uh, podcasts. I still love, I uh, love doing it. I don't have no Patreon. I ain't got no sponsors. <laughs> I barely market it. I have tons of 
by the way, yeah, there's a YouTube channel for the feedback so you can see faces uh-huh. of the people I've been talking to. Uh, like, I, I purely just love the connection. And I love sharing. And I want to say I love people, but that's weird. <laughs> I love people on an individual basis. And I, you know, with two years of pandemic... Plus, I went through a separation, and um, you realize that we're not meant to be alone. Hmm. And you can text all you want. You can comment all you want. You can DM all you want. It will never replace what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm big on that. Um, and love. I love my job. I, I'll say that. Uh, it can get annoying, but I, lo- I do love my job. Um, so, yeah, I think there's... And I love seeing people have a good time. That's always been something. When I started feedback and I was throwing parties, I, of course, you pro- you're a producer, so you're running left and right, but you're seeing people yeah. having a good time, smiling on their face, dancing their asses off, you know, singing their asses off, and th- that that's what that's what I love to do. I'm, I'm a giver. I, ca- I can't help it. If I can help in any way, if I can... Um, make somebody's day brighter if I can, um, you know, listen when someone wants to rant about some shit. I, I, I can't help it. That's that's something I love. Uh, I love doing. So yeah, that's my future. Did that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ted Talk number five. <laughs> yes. We 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 does that mean? Yay. <laughs> That is a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents Back. Tell us where we can find you on social media and promote your projects. Yes, so uh, the feedback, that's my uh, Instagram, feedbackbak, because that's my name. Uh, And follow Record Play Live on Instagram as well. Uh, I haven't announced the next... Actually, by the time this comes out, uh, I'll have a date for the next Record Play. Okay. Um, R&B edition. Ooh, Yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, I want, I really want to, uh, oh, and the podcast, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts, follow the feedback, go listen to Revenge Driven <laughs> in the loop. And I've, I've had a lot of people. So here's the thing. You can go all the way back to the archives where I, it was all about nightlife. If you're new in Austin or you want to know more about what Austin was, uh-huh. uh, go to the archive. I talked to people like, you know, DJ Mel. Uh, Chicken George. I had the mayor on before Rogan did it. <laughs> um, you know, so so many people who made Austin what it is. Uh, I do want to give a special shout out to everybody who's been uh, contributing to the scene. Uh, so shout out to you Aww. for holding it down. Shout out to Tracy. Shout out to uh, Rebecca. Shout out to Brandon. Uh, I think that there's a lot going on. It could get messy, but I think we can really make something happen in the city, and I'm glad to be a part of it. That's that's what uh, that's what I'm about. <laughs> I'm back, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Bat got to be the comedic genius that you heard today, just as much as I have. Genius, holy <laughs> shit! Wow, wow, Valerie. <laughs> This is good, the- great intro, but holy one word outro. I love it. <laughs> I love it. This has been Comedy Wham Presents Back. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Beck. Thank you so much for having me. All the best. <laughs>